Welcome back to the Galveston Ghost Podcast. We are at episode number six. I'm Jim O'Neill, your ghost host. And if you've been here since episode number one, you know that I'm a bit more of the skeptic, where ghost hunter Kate is more of a true believer. And today she's got a story about a girl who grew up in a pretty haunted house on Avenue M in Galveston who found herself sleeping with a ghost. This story might turn a few more skeptics into believers, uh, and you'll notice that we mask the exact address, but if you're a real ghost hunter, you may be able to find it from the clues. Oh, by the way, I heard from one of our listeners, Mary in Wisconsin, that we are now available on Google Home Speakers. Just say, okay, Google, play Galveston Ghost Podcast, and it'll do it for you. Pretty cool. So. Uh, we're also on most of the popular podcast platforms, so just search for the Galveston Ghost Podcast. Hit subscribe, and hopefully you like us, comment, and of course we'd love a nice five-star review. So Kate is next with today's story, but first, thanks to GalvestonGuy.com, who sponsors this podcast. GalvestonGuy.com, places to stay and things to see on Galveston Island. So whether you're looking for ghosts or just some time away at the beach, visit galvestonguy.com. I hope you have enjoyed our ghost stories so far. And if you're still a skeptic, this next story will definitely change your mind. Would you buy a house if you knew it was haunted? I'm not so sure I would. I mean, if it was an orb, that probably wouldn't bother me. But what if it was a poltergeist? I mean, somebody moving my keys the remote control. I have a hard enough time on my own keeping track of those things. A friend of mine grew up on the island, and the house that they rented had its own special guest. Now, there is a, a story that I can tell, and it was, it was really freaky. I was about 16, maybe. 36th Avenue M in Galveston is a very haunted house. And I fear that maybe I had done something, I'm not sure, but you know, when you're like 16 and 17, you're playing with the Ouija board at mm-hmm. a birthday party <laughs> and this sure. and that. And my mom was a single mom and her date decided to scare the hell out of us. So while we're here, you know, with our fingers on the thing, whatever it's called, and moving mm-hmm. it about and all, and he went and knocked on the side of the, the wall and scared the crap out of us. You know, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> so afterwards, we were like, okay, we're going to get serious about this. So we did it again, and there was a knocking on the floor. And I'm like, Mom, tell Ernie to stop that. And she's like, Ernie's in here with me at the table. So we were like, oh, no. So when that was happening, we were asking about one girl. And two or three of us looked up at her, and her eyes were like a glowing green in this dark room. It's like, oh, no. So we, we threw it away. And now I understand you're not supposed to do that. But don't just throw it away. But we did. We, we gave it away or threw it away. Anyway, it, it was out of our house instantly. And we never did it again. But that house, it's an old house, really old house. There was one little room. And it. I'm thinking that was the door, like the foyer at one point. That it had three doors and one window. I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. the entry door, as soon as you walked into the house, you would walk kind of straight into that room. And then there, there's a door on the left and a door on the right to another bedroom. 
And then there's a window in between because that was the end of that one house. So I was at the end of that one, the first older house. So um, the room was made to where you could only, it was only as wide as putting a twin size bed and you could walk right by it straight into the next room. And at the end of the bed was a left turn so that you could go into the living room. But it was a great big room. It was like a ballroom. It was real pretty. Um, all hardwood floors. It was a beautiful house, mm. just in a scary location. It was it was not a good location for a single mom and two kids. Let's just put it that way. But that's all mom could afford at the time. And the landlady lived right next door, and she was she wasn't going to put up with anything. <laughs> and she took us under our, her wing and made it low enough that mom could pay the rent. So we were there, and there's some attics. Some attics don't have stairs that go down. There's some that you just open it up and you have to pull yourself up into it. And it's sort of like um, it's raised up higher than the ceiling itself. Well, this is an old house, so it has, it has super high ceilings. Mm -hmm. So you could never just get on the bed and touch the ceiling. You couldn't do that. I'd say it was probably more like 18 to 20 feet high. And then there was the attic hole that was cut in. Well, she had one of those springs that you put on your screen doors, but it's not just a regular hook. It's the kind that you have to pull the thing back and mm -hmm. put it through the mm -hmm. eye hoop and then it springs back. So you can't just unhook it easily. And she had put one of those on top of the attic door. For us to be able to get, we never got in the attic because you'd have to, my bed was there then we put a chair on top of the bed. Then we put an ottoman on top of the chair. And mom would hold everything while I climbed up those layers. And then I'd have to pull myself up. So we said we were never going to put anything in the attic. <laughs> but over and over again, that attic door would be wide open in the morning. Um, um. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I've got to. So we would do the little layering thing and I'd climb up and close it and spring the spring and everything and then it stopped with the springs after a while it wouldn't open you know it, it wasn't opening and I'm like oh that's great and then mom's bedroom was through one of those doors and she could see me you know it was like because you know, it was such a weird cut of a house she could see me from her bed and I'd say, Mom, there's someone in my room. And she says, Honey, there's nobody in your room I can see. You. Mom, can I sleep with you? <laughs> you know, and she's like, Baby, you're too old for this. And I'm, no, Mom, there's someone in my room. And she's like, There's no one in your room. I'm, I know there's somebody somewhere here. I can feel them. Mm -hmm. Come on. So I run into her bed and jump in, you know, and it's like I'd, I'd be there for two or three days and the whole time you're like looking in your own room thinking, there's somebody in there, but you never see anything. So after three or four days, back into your own bed and then I'd feel something thump on the side of the bed and I'm like, Mom, and she's like, what is it? Something is touching me and she's like, no, I'm like, Something's hitting the bed, Mom. It's at the foot of the bed. And she's like, nope, it's not there. There is nothing there. And she'd get up and turn on the light. And I'm like, I know there was something there. And she's like, there is nothing there. So, you know, off goes the light. And I'm not sleeping well. <laughs> no. Like, a week later, something laid down next to me. 
wow. and mm-hmm. I, I'm like, Mom, and mm-hmm. she's like, Donna, and I said, Mom, there's something laying in my bed, and she's like, okay, so she goes in, she turns on her light, so it's shining into my dark room, and you could see the imprint of something laying right next oh to me, and she's gosh. like, Donna, mm-hmm. get out of the bed, I said, I can't, <laughs> it's like smushed down. So I climbed, I, I pulled it away from the wall, the sheets, and I climbed off the foot of the bed and went in oh. and lay down with her. And the next, you know, we're like awake all night. And the next morning we asked the landlady, when you lived here, because she lived there before, did you ever have any problems with ghosts or anything? Oh, no, 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 no. My dad and I lived there, no problem at all for years and years. Well, when did you move to your house, which is a great big mansion right on the corner? And she said, when my dad died. And I said, where did your dad die? Oh, she died in the room that Donna is staying in. (laughs) How long ago? It's been about 18 years. I'm like, oh my God. So we're sure that it was this old man that just came in and made himself at home. But mom was shortly after that. It's his room. And I'm sure he had things in the attic. I don't know. Because most men have no idea. We never looked in the attic. Mm -hmm. We never looked. But I'll tell you what, it did scare me because we moved probably about six months later when she could save enough money for a first and last month at the next place. (laughs) Yes. I think if I had a ghost crawling into bed with me at night, I also would be searching for a new place to live. Coming up on the next episode, our ghost story will be a tale of a haunting at one of Galveston's most photographed buildings, and that would be Bishop's Palace. Don't forget, if you have a ghost story that you'd like to share, call us on the ghost line at 409-741-3400, and you might magically appear on a future episode. That's it for this time. Thanks for joining us, and do share this with your friends, and plan to join us next time right here on the Galveston Ghost Podcast.